Hey, Storm Freaks, it's Phil. Hey, we're so excited to have legendary storm chaser Roger Hill from Silver Lining Tours with us tonight. And during that uh, that six-day period, we saw 43 tornadoes. Wow! Uh, oh, my you know, God. Yeah, we, we, on June 16th, we were near, near Dupree, South Dakota. There was a, a triple point off, to the, off toward the Black Hills and a warm front running across northern South Dakota. Big time, really tight CDE axis was slamming into the warm front. And I'm like, yep, we're going to go chase right there. And whoa and behold, we had a supercell anchor to the warm front and dropped 22 tornadoes in a, in a four-hour period. We've also brought some hashtag weather fools, and we'll be sharing our Freaks video faves. It's episode 170 of the Stormfront Freaks podcast! Going green. Greenage. Saddle up. You got it, boss. Hey, welcome to the most entertaining weather podcast. This is the award-winning Stormfront Freaks podcast. It is brought to you by Windstorm Products. You can never be too prepared for the hurricane season. I'll tell you what, with Hurricane Nicole just making landfall, put your hardware plan in place now, okay? Don't wait. Our friends at Windstorm Products, they've got the world's largest online selection of hurricane hardware. Tell you what, prepare your home and shop windstormproducts.com for all your hurricane hardware and shutter installation tools. Hey, thanks to all of our Patreon teammates. We love all of you. Uh, thanks for supporting us. We, we want to do a special shout out. Uh, we're just looking to see who's watching us live. We just kind of go to our YouTube, see who's uh, come in on the chat. And I see Josh Burnham's here tonight. And then, uh, of course, uh, live in the studio, we've got our VIP Angela Krager's here. She's actually in Wyoming, uh, so she's she's like drove. We just found out she drove through a bunch of ice and snow and chickens and all kinds of stuff. But um, <laughs> you you too can become a VIP. You you could drive through Wyoming too if you want, but. Uh, you could be a VIP. You can join us in the green room like Angela. Uh, you can watch our shows live when we do our raw streaming of the recordings. Um, all you got to do is join our Patreon team. We got multiple levels of perks, exclusive merch, uh, or grab the last opening that we do have in our hurricane level VIP uh, uh, spot. And you can join us and our guests in the studio for every recording. So you can find that Patreon link at Stormfront Freaks. Dot com. All right, so every time we record, it's always happy hour. So we're doing happy hour for the second time tonight. Uh, so it allows us to kind of uh, put names to voices, let you kind of know who's here tonight, but also let you know we like to have a good time and uh, we like to always pony up at the bar. So we're going to go around the horn, find out what people are drinking. I'm going to start with MJ, our producer and Skywarn coordinator in Minnesota. What are you drinking, MJ? I've got my old friend, the captain, tonight again. With gold. Oh, oh okay. I thought you were just going raw. Okay. <laughs> no. That's good. All right. Uh, Dina Knightley, our meteorologist and weather producer with the Weather Channel. What are you drinking? I've got a few of these liquid death things left that I bought at Halloween. <laughs> look at the, if you if you ever look at the uh, can, look at that crazy skull on it. it wow. Just, that name of it just uh, they're actually pretty good. It's are awesome. you working tomorrow? It's just like is it flavored or it's no. just water? Yeah, they're yeah they're flavored, but um, oh, and this one says "murder your thirst." There you go. Wow, wow. I'm digging it. That's what's it? Fla what what flavor is it? 
Um, one was death. a raspberry or something, and one was a black <laughs> cherry, and so you know. You know but they're pretty you know good. what it's really saying? It's really saying put alcohol in me. That's what it's saying. <laughs> All right, Serena Arnold, our former meteorologist at the Mount Washington Observatory. What are you drinking? I have a, a weather beer back again tonight, and it's All called right. Clouded Judgments. Nice. Oh, so you make clouded judgments when you drink too many. Bad decision in a can. <laughs> I mean, it works on so many levels. It's honest. Yeah, yeah it's an honest beer. All right, Mark Masmasaro, our former on-camera meteorologist. What are you drinking, sir? You can't. I'm wow. Oh. You're a magician. Invisible. Wait, there it is. No, now my head's disappearing. All right, believe it or not, it's Cincinnati Honey Whiskey on the rocks. Oh, honey whiskey. Ooh, I've never heard clear. of honey whiskey. Good. It's very, yeah, very clear. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Jen Watson, our contributor at the Weather Channel. Jen, what do you got? What are you drinking? You're going to love me. What, um, what kind of water do you have? Coffee. I got coffee. Oh, I thought you had like hot cocoa or something i actually got like a mix of of, of hot cocoa and coffee i need a little Ooh. something sweet but i need the caffeine it's, it's been a long day <laughs> yeah all right well very good we got everybody in the house uh maz let's now introduce our esteemed guests this evening awesome we've got roger hill as the co-owner of silver lining Ooh. tours roger works to help others experience what he has experienced over get this 750 times lucky wow he's been chasing storms for over 30 years and is the current guinness book of world records holder for witnessing the most tornadoes by any person in history whoa roger has co-authored a couple of books titled hunting nature's fury and chasing storms a photographic journey 30 years 750 wow what do you say after that like what's what's your goal 751 i mean <laughs> you haven't seen enough <laughs> no i'd like to hit a thousand actually to be honest <laughs> oh, wow yeah you can so how did that. you get your uh, how'd you get the whole uh silver lining tour started what was that i mean you were sitting around one day and like you know i mean how'd that come about well, actually, I didn't start Silver Lining Tours. My, I, uh, I joined in a few years after uh, so, uh, Silver Lining Tours was born. Uh, there's a gentleman named Dr. David Gold, who's a, uh, a PhD uh, out of Houston, Texas. He and his uh, college buddy, a gentleman named Bill Gargan, who's a, uh, one of the head forecasters at the National Weather Service in Topeka, uh, they, they started Silver Lining Tours in 1997. And uh, lo and behold, I, I had retired from the Air Force and I was sitting watching the Weather Channel one night. And lo and behold, I saw a program called The Enemy Wind. And it, it featured uh, uh, a, a storm chasing tour company. The only one that was in existence at that time called Whirlwind Tours, uh, ran by a gentleman named Marty Feely. And I thought, wow, well, that sounds like a real interesting thing to do. And so I started doing a little bit of research uh, uh, a year or two later and found two uh, companies that had, uh, uh, you know, started storm tours. Uh, one was David Gold and Silver Lining Tours, and then uh, the other one was uh, Charles Esbords and uh, Cloud Nine. And uh, so I emailed both of them and, and said, "Hey, how do you do this? You know, what what what's uh, what's it all about? I'd love to to uh, to you know get something going or or, or something." And, and Dave and I actually hit it off really well, and I ended up uh, uh, joining him in uh, 1999. Uh, 
as one of his tour guides. And then a few years later, he and I became partners. And then after about eight or nine years, he uh, moved on to, to other things with his family and uh, two lovely daughters. And, and uh, my wife, Karen, and I ended up uh, buying him out. And so for the last 10 years, we've been running several running tours ourselves. So was wow, the 750 Roger. prior to the tour or like, did you have any before that? And they're like, I've already done a hundred. I might as well go for it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. There had definitely been some before that. I started chasing in 1985, uh, basically backyard chasing in Colorado and Western Nebraska, Western Kansas, down to the Texas. So, you know, panhandle and such. And then, uh, uh, yeah, once once uh, we started part, you know, partnering with the tours, and it was no holds barred. We went everywhere, and and, uh, and I'll keep doing it as long as I can. There's no doubt about it. So, what's the Roger. number up to now? Yeah. What's the my number up to yeah. now? I, well, first of all, Guinness puts you through an amazing amount of verification that you gotta that you have to do. You have to show proof that you were there at a, at a particular tornado by either photography or videography. You got to have witnesses. You got to have a website where you have all your tornadoes uh, listed at you. And then you go through the storm prediction center logs to, uh, to, to validate that indeed there was a tornado that occurred on that particular time. Wow. Uh, you know, it's, it's, wow. it's, a, it's a, it's a lot of work. My number actually really is probably closer to a thousand right now. Mm -hmm. But, uh, you know, it's some of those I don't have all the documentation that I need for, for the Guinness book to, uh, to, to validate them. But it's funny you should ask. We just actually went in uh, after the season and uh, put in a new uh, update to the record. We're up to about, about 840 now. So I think it was 844. Was, uh, wow. Was and we should be getting a new certificate from them back here in the next, uh, next three or four weeks. It's a lot of fun. A lot of fun. And it's really good for marketing, too, for our tours. That's amazing. So is there anyone that like you surpassed Roger in all that? Or like, are you the first one to be like recorded in the Guinness book? No, uh, no, there was actually a, a gentleman before me, a longtime storm chaser and meteorologist out of, out of uh, San Antonio, a gentleman named Gene Moore uh, that, that uh, uh, had the record. And one day, oh, I think it was like 2014, 2015, uh, Gene and my wife were actually chatting on Facebook and Gene says, my goodness, Roger has got to be up there probably about close to me or past me. Uh, you know, you know, you should tell him to, to, to just check it out and, and see. And so, you know, he, he kind of walked me through the process, how you go about doing it. And, uh, yeah, I was, I was about 70 more than what his record was. So we wow. put it in and, and uh, had his blessing to do it. And it's, you know, it's all, all history now. <laughs> so what, did, what do they give you? When you get that, when you're the uh, you get a, you actually get a plaque. I don't know if you can see it. Oh uh, no, you can't. It's a bunch actually, of plaque. Right? If you see where my finger is pointing up here, there's yeah, that's that's there. actually the plaque for the oh, for the Guinness nice. for the Guinness Book of World Records. Yeah. Wow, that's amazing. Roger. On your a question about your tours, like yes. if you, when you're doing those, what? How long do they last? Are they like a seven day tour? That's a good a question. You know, and, and as you know, uh, early season and late season is very iffy sometimes. So we run typically 10 day long tours early in, in April through early May. And then we run uh, 10 day tours in July. And then all of our core tours that run in May and June are, are uh, either six or seven day tours. We try to start them on a weekend and them on a weekend so folks can just take a week off and, and come out and join us. Uh, 
uh, we, we do all kinds of different tours. I, I do one that at the very beginning of the season called the close encounters tour. And the idea is to push the envelope and get close. And, and we've done that over the years. It's a lot of fun. The guests get a real big kick out of it. And then uh, my wife actually runs all of our photography tours, which she keeps really small so she can interact with all the guests. And, and, uh, you know, it, she might, she may stay back a little bit further so you can get storm structure shots. I think that's about her favorite thing is the supercell structure where, uh, I, I love structure too, but I love getting in close. I, I like, <laughs> like getting close and, and experience it. And then I do a lecture tour in in June. I have a, a about an eighty five page booklet that I that I wrote and uh, and and produced to, that I hand out to all the guests. It kind of takes them through the whole process of, you know, what causes a storm to form. Uh, you know, how do you read surface obs? How do you how do you read satellite? Do, you know, radar images. How do you uh, what kind of models do you look at in the different fields and, and forecasting models? And then we. Yeah, wrap it up talking about skew diagrams and photographs and and then the last couple of days of the tour we all sit down together and make a forecast and i let them i let all my guests tell me where would you chase today you know if you were making the forecast and that's cool and, yeah, yeah it's a lot of fun and then uh, we do one last tour a uh, hardcore tour in july called the great north tornado hunt and we spend a lot of time in canada and the northern northern plains of course during during july then we go down to Arizona and we do uh, lightning photography workshops that we've been running Ooh. for about two and a half decades now, uh, based out of Tucson, and and then wrap up our storm season uh, about the end of August. Roger, I feel like I want to join you on every single one of those. They sound, yeah, it's a lot of it is so much fun. <laughs> they sound so amazing. So yeah. you have the Guinness Book of World Records for the amount of tornadoes that you've you know seen and witnessed. Mm -hmm. What about what's the record for one of your tours? Like. How many tornadoes has one of your tours seen? Ah, uh, that's a that's a that's a very good, good very good question. Uh, tour number six in 2010 uh, ran from uh, June 12th through the 18th, and during that uh, that six day period, we saw 43 tornadoes. Wow! Uh, oh my you know, God. Yeah, we we on June 16th we were near near Dupree, South Dakota. There was a, a triple point off to the off toward the Black Hills and a warm front running across northern South Dakota. Big time, really tight CDE axis was slamming into the warm front. And I'm like, yep, we're going to go chase right there. And whoa and behold, we had a supercell anchor to the warm front and dropped 22 tornadoes in a, in a four hour period, moved maybe 10 miles. And then, of course, June 17th, uh, MJ, you're uh, out of Minnesota. Do you remember June 17th, 2010? Yeah, we saw 18 tornadoes that oh, day. That was in Iowa, one southern day. Minnesota. In one day. Just a, just a two-day period, we saw 40 tornadoes. And I'm like, oh you know, we'll, we'll never beat that record. And it just won't <laughs> happen. <You know? laughs> we, 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 we had one tour in uh, also in 2010, uh, our tour number four, which we call the primetime tour, which is in late May. Uh, it's it's a ten day tour, and out of that particular tour, eight out of the ten days we saw tornadoes, and that's that's real unusual to see to see wow. tornadoes on that on that many days. But twenty ten and twenty eleven were probably my my all time favorite two years of, of storm chasing. It's, so they're just amazing period. Do you, do you charge them more when they get to see more? <laughs> they got their money's worth. <laughs> you know, you know, it's interesting you say that because we used to have a contract with the Weather Channel many years ago, and the Weather Channel would actually send out, uh, you know, some of their uh, film crew, and uh, we they they gave us a bounty. They paid us a certain a certain number of dollars for every tornado that we saw. And uh, oh, nice. one year that one year one year they didn't see a whole lot because the weather pattern just wasn't conducive to it. But the next year when they came out with us, we saw 
uh, about 60 tornadoes with them. And, uh, wow. oh uh, and that was a, that was a nice bonus that year. <laughs> nice. I have a, I have a guy who catches moles and he <laughs> charges by the mole. I'm just saying. Is that right? Yeah. <laughs> just saying. Hopefully you don't have too many of them. <laughs> Not anymore. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh. That's absolutely amazing, Roger. So how many like people work for you? Is it just you and your wife or sure. do other meteorologists uh, come out there with you? And how uh, Well, my wife and I, uh, of course, own the company and uh, we always have tour guides that we that we bring on. They're, they're actually uh, contract employees or not actual employees. Yeah. And I, I have meteorologists from from various walks of life. I have one gentleman who's uh, the the for, for, lead forecaster for the PGA tour. He comes out and uh, and works with me every year. Uh, I have uh, another gentleman who's a meteorologist. He's a he's a uh, uh, an energy meteor meteorologist out of uh, Massachusetts. I get police officers, firefighters, doctors, dentists, uh, st yeah. uh, various storm chasers that have that. Uh, you know that that I've uh, you know chased with and gotten to know over the years. Uh, uh, you know we, we typically run between one and three vehicles per tour, and so uh, it's always myself and a, and another gentleman in the lead van, and then you know we have our guides you know that are that are fielding van two and van three, and and then we have all of our tour guests rotate from van to van, so that we all have an opportunity to get to know everybody. And that's, oh, that's that's half the fun idea. of it. Half that's the fun of idea. it. Yeah. How many guests do you typically have on on these trips? Is it like you know four people or fourteen or you know how big are they? Well, uh, we we run fifteen passenger vans and we take the back seat out for for luggage space and camera gear and such, and they're really customized. We have a we have a, a gentleman who uh, is, a, is an outstanding electrician uh, for vehicles that uh, he actually custom designed all the features in our vans and you know we have power outlets at all the seats and usb charging ports and commercial radios we have uh you know wi-fi through the vans and and things like that and uh, you know the radio communication so that we can always talk to each other and 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 such uh uh but uh, with the back seat out we have we have that leaves us three bench seats and we have two people on a seat so everybody gets a window seat so you know if you're six people for a van and then between one and three vans on a tour so that's amazing. Wow. That actually sounds like, like so much fun. You, yeah. You've really thought ahead of what your customers need. Well, what, what was COVID like, Roger? What, what, uh, how did you survive through that or what did you do? Did you even have any tours? Uh, yeah, we, we, we canceled all of our early season tours in 2020 because of COVID. But by the time we started getting toward mid-May, uh, you know, things had started to relax a little bit. And uh, we ran our tours the rest of the season. Uh, very, very difficult uh, in some aspects, but in some, some ways it was actually quite easy. Uh, you know, with with all the hotels and restaurants and everything having been shuttered all winter long through the early spring, uh, you know, all the hotels were clean. Uh, we had no incidents whatsoever. We all, we we actually gave each guest a a, a little uh, uh, you know packet of materials from from hand sanitizer to sanitized wipes and face masks and such like that. And then every time we got out. Uh, you know, all, all of my guys and myself, when we got out to get fuel or, or go into a truck stop, we always wore rubber gloves and then, uh, you know, sanitized everything after we were done. And then, uh, you know, when we got to the hotels at night, we always we, we, we always do an orientation meeting at the, at the start of every tour. And I would just brief folks, you know, hey, when you go into a restaurant, make sure that you, 
you know, you know, sanitize such. And if you go into a hotel at night, you know, when first thing you do when you get in there is, is you know, use those wipes and sanitize the toilet seats and the, the knobs and the uh, you know, remote controls and even your nightstand tops, you know. And, and uh, you know, fortunately, we had no incidents at all. Everybody did really, really well. And, uh, and then, of course, as the, as the years have gone on from, you know, 2020 through this, this past summer through 2022, uh, you know, things have just gotten a lot easier. And uh, we, we're that first year, we, uh, you know, typically we get about 50% of our guests are from overseas. And with all the borders closed, uh, that's a that's a 50% reduction in our guests. And of course, a 50% reduction in your income, which is never fun to have happen. And then uh, in 2021, uh, with the borders still closed, we, we were we were probably close to, you know, 60% of our normal capacity. And then this year we were back up to about 85% of normal capacity. And, and then for 2023, uh, we're almost sold out already. So it's, we, we should wow. be back in, back in full swing. And, and That's then uh, I had had so many people email me and say, Hey, can you put out your 2024 schedule sometime soon? So oh my gosh. <laughs> my golly, we, we put our 2024 schedule out ahead of time and oh, wow. booked, booked about 60 spots on that uh, before we even actually uh, got it released. It was, Holy it was, cow. it was pretty interesting, but yeah, people are anxious. They want to get back out and do the things they were, that they've always done all their lives, you know, and that, that COVID kind of shut everything down from. So people are ready to get back on the road again. That's so amazing. I, so you said most of your guests, or a lot of them are from overseas. Is there a particular country or region that they're coming yeah. for, from to, to storm chase or is it kind of everywhere? Oh, you, you know, probably a quarter of my of my guests overall are from the UK, Scotland, Ireland area. And then probably another 10, 15 percent of them are from Australia, New Zealand. Uh, get a lot of folks that'll, that are uh, actually more and more folks that are coming from uh, the Far East. Uh, also from uh, places like Germany, Italy. Um, had a few folks coming from Scandinavian countries. And then just recently, we're starting to get folks coming up from uh, Argentina and Brazil. So uh, if wow. you, pe people want to come to the U.S. and chase storms, they want to see what it's like. You know, it, it's, it's, a, it's just so much different than their home countries. Wow. That, that's so amazing, Roger. So I have Has to ask you. anybody ever gotten like a little? Sorry, go ahead. Oh, no, that's okay. Um, I was just going to ask, um, kind of going off of Phil's question with COVID, were there less chasers out there? Or because you're kind of, you know, by yourself in your own car, were there, was it kind of the same? Like, what was the difference? 2020, there were very few chasers out there. It was, it was amazing. Yeah, I've never seen... I haven't seen the roads that uh, that that were free and wide open since the 90s. <laughs> you know? Really? Yeah. Uh, 2021 it started getting a lot more crowded than 22 this year. It was it got all, it got back to their normal big crowds out there. You know, it's just I guess when I first started chasing a storm, you could be out on a storm or a tornado, and there wouldn't be another chaser anywhere around. Uh, yeah. Nowadays, nowadays you get out on a storm or a tornado, and there's lines of cars. Everybody's turning left, and everybody's turning right. where you're going. <laughs> get traffic jams. You know, get traffic accidents once in a while. You know, it's a, sometimes the police will get involved and get out there and start directing stuff, and uh, you know, tell you to get out of here, or get on the road. You know, get in the, you know, they don't want you around. You know? <laughs> I I've been there before. Um, and what's the scary situation you've been in with a chase group, whether it's like people, you know, other storm chasers and traffic or the storms themselves? Well, oh my goodness. Hell, there's been a few over the years. Uh, 
I mean, we've had it. We've had, you know, when you do something long enough, I don't care if you're a truck driver or a, a skydiver or a rock climber or whatever, you do an activity long enough, something is going to happen. It's just, it's bound to. And, uh, and most people know that we had an incident that happened in 2019 on May 28th, 2019. We were chasing a, a, a very, very messy, messy situation in northeastern Kansas along a warm front. And uh, we had, you know, if you want to look at a tornado on an HP type supercell, you need to look down the notch. That's the best way to look at it. You know, you don't want to be on the eastern side as the precept is wrapped around. You want to be looking straight down the notch into that mesocyclone. But it's a, it's a, it can be a kind of an iffy spot because a lot of times you'll get big hail and then sometimes a tornado can get rain wrapped. And we had a, a, a supercell that ended up dropping a mile wide F4 tornado that went from Lawrence all the way up to the north side of Kansas City. And we were watching this thing, and lo and behold, uh, an area of, of precip was starting to wrap around the meso. So I'm like, all right, let's go south, get away from this thing, and go east so we can position ourselves you know, far enough ahead of it so we can just let it come toward us and, and, and watch. And what nobody knew at that particular time was buried two miles back in the precip. There was another mm -hmm. small meso that had a, uh, a little elephant trunk tornado in it that ended up being an F2 tornado oh. that actually hit me. Mm. And, oh, wow. and it rolled two of my vans. Fortunately, uh, everybody mm -hmm. is okay. Uh, but uh, it, was, it just goes to show you that no matter how careful you can be, and I am a careful chaser, always have been, Mm -hmm. uh, that 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 uh, something unusual can happen, and uh, basically what that what that taught us was that it doesn't make a difference. The storm, especially with an HP type storm where you have poor visibility and rain, uh, get back from it, stay away from it. Too many chasers you see will 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 uh, core punch, you know, or, or hook slice, or you know, whatever the whatever you want to call it. All you can do is spotter net any particular HP type storm, and you can see dozens of chasers that are inside bear's cage, where where you may have a rain wrapped tornado, and that's just that's just a dangerous behavior to do. But people still do it. It happened to us totally inadvertently on an accident. It had, uh, uh, there's a gentleman named John Davies who who uh, actually used to be a, a on camera meteorologist for the Weather Channel many years ago, but he's a research meteorologist now. He wrote a great paper about the incident that happened, and he told me he said, you know, if I was chasing that day, I'd have been in the same position you were, and I would right down looking down the notch of this thing, and uh, it was just a big wet storm that nobody knew that there was a a secondary area of rotation back in it. It took the National Weather Service three days to even realize that there had been a separate tornado wow wow that's how uh you know unusual that this particular thing was yeah i didn't i didn't know if that was a satellite uh that that hit you from the main ef4 but it was yeah. a second tornado huh it was a second tornado from a separate meso uh there had been a a little cell that started interacting with the rear flank of that thing and it, it spun up a, a tornado mm -hmm. it wasn't on the ground for real long but it was on the ground long enough you know we <laughs> If we would have been 15 seconds earlier or 15 seconds later, there would never have been an incident. It was just a very, very unfortunate, yeah. you know, thing to have happened. It, it yeah. was, I was on that storm and it was a really tight, tight rotation um, mm -hmm. on radar. Mm -hmm. And I was, I was east. I, I was not. And so I was seeing just the rain wrapped and I, I really couldn't see it at all, but you knew it was obviously in there. Yeah. Um, but mm -hmm. I'll tell you, 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 you see 800 tornadoes plus Roger, 
Uh, it's surprising that that's the only one that's actually uh, <laughs> caught you off guard after after 800 of those. What what was it? I guess what what were you looking at or what were you thinking through that process and and even after? Like so, it rolled. Like how many sure. times did you roll? And there had to have been some shock involved there. I'd have to imagine. Oh, oh for sure. You know when when the whole thing started to evolve and you know we saw the precip we, we saw the, the precip curtains wrapping around that that big main meso that ended up dropping that the, the mile wide of four uh i'm thinking okay we got to get south get away from this thing there's no way that we could have gone east because east took us on a dirt road down by lone star reservoir and uh one of my tour guides actually was from lawrence kansas and he said don't take it we don't want to go this road uh because you're going to get down there and get stuck in the mud so he's, he's like, go back south the way we came. And, and so we did. And I told everybody, I said, get ready. We're going to hit some wind and some rain, maybe a little bit of hail. That was exactly what I thought we would have happen. And then all of a sudden we're driving along and uh, I see debris. I mean, all this happens in a matter of a split second. I see debris. My ears popped. I couldn't catch my breath. I told my the guy that was driving the van, I said, stop, stop right here. And as soon as I said that, it hit us and uh, picked us up and, and threw us upside down in a ditch. Wow. Uh, busted the, the, the window on my side of the van. It, the top of the van crushed in on my head. My head went out the window and knocked me out. And, and I had my side of my head was all bloodied and everything. So, uh, you know, we ended up going to the hospital, you know, to, to get make sure I didn't have a concussion or a broken neck or anything. And, oh and uh, a couple of other of the a couple of other of the guests and one of my guides ended up going to the hospital to get checked out as well. But, uh, you know, and, you know, it just it happened so fast, you know, and again, nobody, nobody knew. Nobody knew there was anything there. There were other chasers in the area as well. No, nobody reported anything. Uh, of course, you couldn't see it because it was it was just burning yeah. so far back in the rain. Yeah. And it was what wasn't there there was a river there too because that was my issue i got stuck trying to find a bridge to cross over a river and that's how i had i had to go quite yeah. a ways east in order to keep going north yeah i think the kansas river runs right yeah. through there and there's not a, not a lot of not a lot of crossroads right there yeah that's maybe maybe what it was but i'll tell you what I, that yeah. severe weather like that there's all kinds of severe weather hitting the country right now and if you have to travel the road professionally or you're just taking a trip, you want to know the best time to leave and what you're going to hit or expect along your way. So the Drive Weather app, it illustrates the National Weather Service's forecast showing motorists weather along their route at the expected time they're going to be at each point on their road trip. So don't get caught in the snow uh, up in Montana or South Dakota, wherever that is tonight. Uh, avoid the traffic due to the rain right uh with with the tropical storm down south avoid all that stuff and you gotta have to understand guys one out of every five vehicle accidents is due to the weather so visit driveweatherapp.com or you can download this from the apple app store or google play i'll tell you it's become an invaluable tool for me especially during the winter months when I'm traveling around the Midwest and you know there's going to be snow, uh, I know you're going to find it valuable as well. Just go to driveweatherapp.com and check it out. So uh, we're going to take a quick break, and we'll be right back with more from Roger. Stay tuned. Let's all go to the lobby. 
Let's all go to the lobby. Let's all go to the lobby to get ourselves a treat. Delicious things to eat. The popcorn can't be beat. The sparkling drinks are just dandy. The chocolate bars and the candy. So let's all go to the lobby to get ourselves a treat. Let's all go to the lobby to get ourselves a treat. Hey, welcome back. Uh, so we got uh, Roger Hill here. So Roger, we, we've already talked about a number of certainly very memorable uh, tour chases that you've been on, uh, multiple tornadoes in multiple days, uh, certainly the, the close encounter at, at the Linwood-Lawrence tornado. I, I, here's a question I've got for you. With all these tours you've done with a variety of different kind of people and personalities, mm-hmm. what, what have been some of the memorable uh, people or non-weather-related events that have happened during your tours? <laughs> oh, oh, my goodness. Now, you know, you, again, you get people from all walks of life. We had one time where we had a gentleman. Uh, it, it was actually a, a, a gentleman who was just going into, into college to meteorology school. Uh, and his dad that came on tour, and we didn't even know at the time, you know, quite who this person was. Uh, but uh, uh, he was a, a big executive with a with a big company in the in the United States. And what he would do is he would come and spend the night with his son. But during the day when it was chase time, he would he had his uh, personal Learjet uh, that would actually yeah. take him back to his office to get to work. And then at the end of the day, wherever we ended up at, he would come oh, out wow. and chase with us, or, or come out and spend the night with his son. Uh, yeah, that was a kind of kind of some interesting things like that. But yeah, I mean, we had one 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 gentleman who was was a uh, a police officer in New York, and what he he wanted to come out and get into hail. So what what he would do is he would get a rental car, and when we'd get on a big storm, he would say, "Roger, where's the hail going to be at? I want to go. I want to go get into it." And so I would say, oh, you just go, you know, go down the road about three or four miles. You're going to be right under the front edge of the updraft. And that's where the biggest hailstones are. So, you know, you just, just beware. You may get some big, big hail. And lo and behold, he came back uh, uh, and, and his windshield was all shattered. The mirrors were hanging off the side oh, of, his, oh. of his car. Oh and he gets out of the car just so excited about it, you know, about driving into the hail. And he would come out every year. And his whole purpose was to get into big hail. Each and their own. Car. Each their own. <laughs> Was that his, you say it was insurance. a rental car? It was a rental car, yeah. He ended up getting blackballed. <laughs> yeah. I would imagine. couldn't rent anymore. <laughs> but uh, I mean you, you get you get so many different different types of people. We had a we did a commercial uh, uh, quite a few years ago for uh, Mini Cooper and uh, BMW sent a sent a uh, a crew over with it to to uh, to to do the commercial and they sent a a guy from who was a GQ model. And lo and behold, we're up in we're up in uh, in the northwestern South Dakota, and and we we got we got a really nice LP supercell, it's just really really pretty structure. And they, so the guys zipping down the road, you know, and getting out and posing, you know, with with the with the with the Mini Cooper in front of the supercell and and such. And then uh, we we took him into a hail core. We got you know we got like golf ball size hail, and oh yeah, they thought that was so cool. The film crew was just you know filming away and everything. 
Well, the next day there was a there was a big deep trough coming into the west, and it, it pumped a lot of moisture into southern Montana. Uh, the Bighorn Mountains, uh, northern Wyoming, southern Montana, are a storm magnet. Uh, you get upslope flow into that in, in you know June, July, and you get some insane supercells that'll come off of it. And we were right up near where the Battle of the Bighorn, uh, uh, the battlefield, took place at, and there was a big HP storm that came out of out of northern Wyoming, uh, moving toward the northeast. And uh, so we we ended up getting right in front of that thing and tried to get away from it. And, lo and as we came up over a hill, there was a semi-truck that had blocked the road. And and there was no getting getting by it at that particular point. So anyway, to make a long story short, the guy in a Mini Cooper with his film crew, they blew out all the windows in their Mini Cooper. The hubcaps even got knocked off. Chunks of paint came got knocked off oh. of it and everything. <laughs> and they're film they're filming this 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 uh, this this commercial. And uh, you you hear you hear the guy the the GQ guy yelling out, "I did not come to the United States to die." You know, and, uh, <laughs> of course, nothing was going to happen like that. But uh, uh, the, the oh company that God. did the that did the commercial, he had actually done a a TV show for National Geographic about our tours uh, a couple of years before, and he's like, "Oh, that was so exciting! That was <laughs> that was just really really cool." But they got they got one heck of a good commercial out of it. Uh, you know, so I mean, just you get you get some really really funny, interesting stories like that that happen. Oh my God. <laughs> I didn't come here to die. Don't be a baby. Between <laughs> that and chasing by Learjet, it's like, man, I'm not, oh I'm not doing God. this right. Oh, oh, I hear you. I hear you. <laughs> tell, tell me a little bit, Roger, tell me about uh, Chaser Con. Uh, so I know you obviously were, were, were a big part of that at, for a long time. Uh, g give me a little history there of how that all, how you got involved in that. Oh, you bet. Uh, Tim Samaras and I were very close friends. Uh, of course he lived in Denver and then he ended up buying a house, uh, right before he had, right before the incident in 2013, he bought a house out in the country over the hill from us. And, and so yeah, Tim actually was even a guide for silver lining tours for a couple of years, uh, back in his, his early days. But, uh, uh, Lo and behold, there was a, a an AMS meeting that was going to happen in, in, in Lubbock, Texas. And uh, we had decided just to get together and just have an evening of, of uh, you know, of, of a few of our friends to, to come out for, for beer and pizza and, uh, you know, throw a few weather videos on and, you know, talk a little bit about forecasting and you know, what we think the spring is going to be like. And everybody had such a good time. They said, "Hey, can we do it again next year?" And, and Tim was like, "Yeah, we'll just do it on our in the basement of my house." And uh, so for a few years, we actually ran it out of the basement of Tim's house and uh, <laughs> Tim and his wife Kathy. And wow. and then and then it it got to the point where it grew big enough that uh, uh, we actually believe it or not got the Weather Channel involved. Mm -hmm. uh, uh, Patrick Walsh, who used to be the assignment manager at the Weather Channel, was a was a really good friend of mine, and and he said, "Hey, maybe we can get you get you some money and and uh, let the Weather Channel sponsor you know uh, the convention." And so for a few years, the Weather Channel did that, and then it just kept growing bigger and bigger and bigger, uh, you know, to the point where we ended up having to rent a convention hall. Uh, mm -hmm. You know, we'd get anywhere from three hundred to five hundred people come and. And we had basically the who's who of weather that would come and, you know, be our, be our guests from, you know, Dr. Eric Rasmussen, Dr. Chuck Doswell, uh, Howie Bluestein, 
Uh, we had many folks, uh, Dr. Forbes from the Weather Channel used to come up every year and make a presentation. Uh, you know, we had uh, Mike Bettis come up a, a couple of times and, and such, and then lots of storm chasers that would, that had a you know good year, a really interesting story. Uh, you know, they would come up and, and do it. And, you know, it just got to the point after doing it for 20 years where we decided we'd had enough. You know, Tim had passed away and, and I knew that Tim wanted us to keep the, to keep ChaserCon going. So we did. And it just got to the point for, for Karen and I that, uh, you know, we, there's so many other things going on in our lives that, you know, it, it was just time to, uh, to shut it down. Uh, and, and so basically we, we left it. We, we actually purchased uh, uh, the chasercon.com name and, uh, you know, so, so that nobody else could use it to preserve that history, you know, main more for, more for Tim, uh, you know, than, than anything. And then now there's a, a new, uh, uh, what they call it, the national storm chasers summit out of, out of Oklahoma city uh, that, that kind of took over it. Uh, I know Tim Marshall's was a bit, is a big part of that one. Uh, but uh yeah, so that's just kind of how it ran. And, you know, it, it, we, we ended up doing it in 2020 as the last time. And then with COVID, it was just like, yeah, you know, that's enough. We'll, we'll just, we're just going to stop it right there. So that's, that's how, uh, how that whole thing went about. You know what? I have yet to go and I really want to go. I think 2023 may be the year. <laughs> I think it's going to happen. Uh, Roger, it's a have, lot of fun. <laughs> <laughs> I have a quick question. So tornadoes versus hurricanes. Have you mm -hmm. chased a hurricane and what makes you, you know, more fascinated by tornadoes rather than hurricanes or something else? I used to be a diehard hurricane chaser. Uh, I, you know, some of the big hurricanes that we chased over the years, you know, back in the 2004 and five years with Hurricane Katrina, Rita, uh, Ivan, uh, you know, we, we did a lot of hurricanes uh, back then. We did Hurricane Ike in, in Galveston out on the island. And we even flew to, uh, uh, we had a contract with BBC to do a TV show about hurricanes. And uh, they, we, we uh, the gentleman out of the UK and I that, that, uh, that, did the that did the show, we said, you want to get something really interesting, fly us toward uh, the Philippines or Taiwan when there's a big super typhoon that comes in. And, and we actually flew over for super typhoon Croza, which uh, hit wow. Taiwan and then bounced off and off of Taiwan and, and uh, ended up making a landfall a second time in, in the mainland China. But yeah, that was a, that was a storm that had uh, 220 mile an hour sustained winds. It was, it was, it was a beast. And, uh, you know, we, we flew to Taipei and, and rode that out for, for a few days before we could get off the island and get back. Uh, but, uh, you know, it's hurricanes versus tornadoes. If you're interested in getting in to the wind and the, and the damage and the heavy rain and, uh, you know, the storm surge and such, hur hurricanes are unique. They, they, they really are. Uh, I don't do hurricane chasing anymore, frankly, because I just, I just don't like the inconvenience of it. Like, it, you know, anymore, like it used to be, uh, you know, if you get out and you, you figure you're going to be there after the hurricane for a couple of days, you know, a lot of times you want to stay by and, and, uh, uh, you know, lend a hand if, if you can. And then, uh, you know, it's just a, just a lot of inconvenience and in getting out of there and, you know, bringing all your supplies and everything with you. And, uh, we even actually ran hurricane chasing tours, believe it or not. Yeah. We, we also wow. ran water spout chasing tours out of the, wow. out of the Jeez, Florida wow. Keys. Uh, but, in a uh, boat? 
uh, no, actually by land, and we did it by we did it by boat as well. Oh, jeez! Oh, oh, so cool. but, Damn, Roger, you know, I, is there anything you haven't done yet? <laughs> I haven't jumped out of an airplane, and that I will never do. <laughs> but but no, I I prefer to be around the supercell. I I like the I like storms, you know, and and instead of being in it, I I would much prefer being out it for the beauty of it. Very good. Well, hey, that was the sound, Roger. Uh, it is right. time for our lightning round. So this Uh-oh. is our game show of flashy and brilliant questions that we always get to play with our guest. And uh, tonight, so so you've spent, like, have you ever totaled up how many hours you've actually spent your life in a van? I have not, but we've, <laughs> gone, we've done about 2.4 million miles. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Holy cow. Well, well you're going to like the game we're playing tonight. We're calling this one living the van life (laughs) so living the van life so what this is uh is i have got six tv shows or movies that have a famous van associated with it oh my goodness so so think of famous vans on tv or movies and, and basically what I'm going to do, I've, I've got some hints. Uh, yeah, I really didn't know how to play this game tonight. That's why I said it's really a niche game. Like, there's only so many famous bands in, in TV and movie. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, so there's six of them. And, and I, we're going to kind of play it a little bit like Family Feud, where I'm just going to kind of let you uh, think of some that maybe you can think of. And, and what you have to do is you have to tell me the name of the TV show or the movie that this famous van was in like what what's a you know what the tv show or the movie might be right uh and then as soon as we get stuck i'll throw out a few hints see if you can get a few more well considering i don't watch a lot of tv shows this ought to be real interesting wow okay so so the hints might not even help but (laughs) but we'll see so if if you could think of a famous van a tv show or movie that has a famous van in it what, what what's first one to come to mind yeah oh my goodness All right, let's start. We'll start with some hints then. How's that sound? All right. All right, and and I'll give a hint. We'll we'll give you a little bit to try and think of it. If you can't think of it, I'll let the freaks kind of chime in and and help you out as well. Okay. Well, they're going to be helping out a lot then. So okay. So here's here's the first hint. Are you familiar with B. A. Baracus? I am not. Uh, I pity the fool. I pity the fool. I pity the fool. Mr. T. Remember Mr. T? Oh yeah, yeah. Okay, so he had a TV show that he, he was on in the 80s. He was very famous for He happened to know what that TV show was. And they drove a black van with a red stripe. All right, Dina knows it. Dina, what do you got? The A-Team, remember? Oh, the A-Team. Oh, of course. The A-Team. Yeah, the A-Team. A-Team had that black van. All right, here's the next hint. Zoinks! <laughs> Zoinks! Does that help at all? Shaggy, Velma, Fred... Uh, it wasn't for you. Cartoon. No. Oh. Uh, yeah, no, yeah, I know the cartoon you're talking about. <laughs> All right, what do you guys think? All right, so here's another one. They're probably getting harder, unfortunately. Uh-oh. Uh, okay, so this is a quote from the movie. Hey, you want to hear the most annoying sound in the world? <gasps> Something like that. Remember, it looked like a shaggy dog. It was a shaggy van. The van was dre- like, yeah, it was decked out like a shaggy dog. 
because they they had a grooming service called the Mutt Cuts. Dumb and Dumber. Dumb and Dumber. Big dig. I wish everyone could have seen Phil's face when he was doing that impression. That was (laughs) was pretty good. All right. uh, This one I don't know because I never saw the movie, but apparently there was a very famous camper van that was a part of the movie. Uh, But the family was going to a junior beauty pageant in California. So do you know the name of the movie? Junior beauty pageant. And this was apparently the name of the junior beauty pageant is the name of the movie. I think I know this. One. Anybody? Oh, Little Miss Sunshine. I think I know it. Yeah, Little, Little Miss, Miss Sunshine. Sunshine. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. All right. Of course, All right, this she gets is the a pageant one. Yeah, right. never heard of that. <laughs> never is, saw it. This is a TV show, uh, and and the hint is one of the characters, Hurley, in season three, happened to get this VW beater van started. Uh, do you know the name of the TV show? Season three, Hurley was the name of the character. No, I sure don't. I can only think of one show with a character named Hurley, and they were stuck it? somewhere. Yeah, what's lost. what's the name of the show? Lost. That was lost. Good that was job. lost. Oh, wow. it must have been like a flashback then. Wow. All right, so so name this TV show. Because I'm living in a van down by the river. <laughs> <laughs> Life with Greggles. Matt, <laughs> Matt, 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 Foley, right. Matt Foley was the character. Can you think of the TV show that he was on? No idea. Sketch show on a weekend night. It's a sketch show, yeah. Anybody? What do you think? Saturday Night Live. SNL. Saturday Night Live. Night Live. That's correct. You can tell who watches a lot of TV. <laughs> All right, famous band. So, Roger, it's safe to say that we are going to retire that one in your on, in your name. <laughs> that's, that's we will right. never bring that one back out again. <laughs> Mercifully, <laughs> uh, I told it was you really it, was bad. A, it was a niche. <laughs> it, it was a stretch. But hey, uh, Roger, do this first off. Tell folks uh, where they can find more information and even sign up for Silver Lining Tours. Sure, it's SilverLiningTours.com. And uh, you can follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, all over the place. Okay. And then how about you? How can people follow you? Ah, they can. Uh, I, I have a website called rogerhillphotography.com where I have lots of uh, photos and videos and uh, the books that we sell and things like that. Or, uh, you know, same thing on Facebook, Twitter, and, and uh, uh, Instagram, just Roger Hill. Very good. We'll tell you what, folks, we're going to take our final break, uh, but don't miss our hashtag weather fools and more importantly, our freak video faves all coming up next. Stay tuned. Hi, Mark Suttoth here at HurricaneTrack.com, and you are listening to the Stormfront Freaks podcast. Let's take a drive under the moon. Let's take a drive under the somber sky. Let's take a drive under the moon. All right, it is time for Weather Fools. This is a segment where we get to show people making really smart choices and crazy things that they do with weather. So we're going to go ahead around the room and see who's got some weather fools. Let's begin tonight with Dina. 
Okay, now this is a funny one. And just to prepare you, I'm not being mean to this guy, but he's, uh, oh. it looks like there's a, um, I don't know if it's a river or it's flooding, but he's, it's oh. a very large man trying to get in a little rowboat. And oh, no. I don't know oh. if he's drunk or what, because it looks like he's got like a, a can with he's got something a plum, in he's his got a mouth. Crack, that's for sure. He's, yeah, he's definitely <laughs> showing some crackage. Crack, and he's trying to get in this boat, and he's either oh. too drunk to get into it or something. But I don't know if this was a flood or what. But <laughs> and then he gets in the back of the boat, and the whole boat tips up on its. Uh, oh, oh my oh, god, it's just guy. so funny. He's he's is, trying to get in the boat in the water, like yeah, right, yeah. like beach it and then get on the boat because the beach is right and push right yourself there. off. Right, that's what I was thinking. Like maybe this was like a flood, and he, you know, because it's probably up to his knees, the water. But, well, but it's up it to his butt like crack. You can see that much. It looks like he's got some kind of maybe beer can or something attached to something. He's trying to hold it in <laughs> his mouth, but it's just so ridiculous. And I found so many funny of funny ones like this on Fail Army. Like F A I L Army. Oh, nice. That I like, I went through here and this was just, this was making me laugh more than anything. So it almost seems like a dare, you know, someone yeah. to do that, you know? Like, but I thought, so oh my silly. God. Oh my God. You can't stop watching it. Yikes. Oh my gosh. That's, that's a funny one. That's, that's a good, good one. All right, Phil, what you got for us? So I got a couple. One is uh, from one of our listeners, Joe Curland, actually sent this on Instagram. Hey, Joe. Uh, did any of you guys win the $2 million billion dollar Powerball? Sorry. I tried. I bought a ticket. No. Okay. Negative. So nope. that's why you guys are all still here tonight, probably. Yeah. All right. There's <laughs> nothing great. better to do. I wanted to log off early from spend. work, but I didn't win. <laughs> so this, this was a video that said, um, so your odds of winning the Powerball jackpot is one in 292 million. Yep. But then it goes through and says, what are the odds of you getting involved in some kind of weather phenomenon? Uh, so they say weather events you're more likely to experience than a winning ticket. Okay, so one is uh, Category 5 hurricane making landfall in the U.S. is one in almost 10,000. So greater odds, odds there. Lot Dying in a flood, one yeah. in 30,000. Oh. So you're more likely to die in a flood than to win the Powerball. Way wow. more likely. Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, way more likely. <laughs> Some Dying of you more than others. <laughs> one in 332,000. Uh, so it's not looking good. <laughs> Death by tsunami, one in 500,000. Wow. That's terrifying. Yeah. Uh, struck by lightning in yep. any given year is one in one million. Mm. One in a million, Doc. So right. obviously the point is your chance of winning the Powerball, <laughs> you better hope aren't very good compared yeah. to uh, those are the other options, right? Wow. It's almost okay, like you're paying the two chasing. bucks for the, the thought of possibly being a billionaire. It's the entertainment. Oh, yeah. 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 Exactly. It's like the entertainment value. Can't yeah. win if you don't play, right? Exactly. Right. Yeah. All right. So, and then this one, I you guys are gonna love this. I found this. Uh, it was in my Twitter feed. Someone had uh, retweeted this or made made a point of it. But there is a Twitter site called Weather Peens. P E E N S. Uh oh. Uh -oh. oh my god. And it is basically oh, a weather site with all kinds of um, oh, god. oh my god weather yeah. maps with uh, that look. <laughs> Phallic, phallic, phallic symbols. Thank you. Yeah. I, I didn't know how to really explain yeah. this. 
There's oh, your weather no. outlook uh, oh. that looks a little phallic. Um, like, oh my god! Yeah. Who doesn't know? There's sometimes. some snow. That's amazing. Snowfall. Uh, <laughs> There's a path oh, of something that did a couple little circles at the bottom and a more elongated uh, <laughs> circle in the middle. That's probably Hurricane Hunter, possibly. Oh, um, oh my God. Oh, no. Cape May by Atlantic City looks like it's experiencing some kind of uh, rain event. <laughs> so it's it's basically a Twitter account that just has all these weather pictures uh and maps is this a teenage boy <laughs> right no, no it's know. me dina dina it's yeah, me. I, I thought so. it's <laughs> at, at weather was... peens they have three thousand followers and now that we've we've mentioned it on stormfront freaks that'll go have three thousand yeah, it'll triple <laughs> it'll it'll oh my god all right so so the little weather fool for you Absolutely. well i'm gonna i'm gonna have a hard time topping that i was pretty excited about mine until that one phil now i'm <laughs> more excited um so this is a uh, a thread we basically the lesson here is you shouldn't core punch an aircraft and so this is what happened I to an that. airplane as it flew in paraguay through a really bad thunderstorm and there was um substantial Ooh. hail in the storm so you see in this picture the nose cone is completely off the aircraft Ooh. exposing the radar you can see what the windows in the cockpit look like they're just Jesus. completely um like covered in the like the i don't even know what you call it they're just shattered but not broken out but they're all completely shattered there's the yeah. nose oh, cone and what's oh. left of the radar <laughs> and you could see oh the fuzziness God. in the in the cockpit um oh. and what it looks like the radar is totally toast in there. there and if you keep clicking through there's videos that show you um what it was like on the flight it looks terrifying i love mm -hmm. storm chasing let's not do this in airplanes yeah new yeah, yeah. 100 percent. yeah no Yikes. kidding so anyway, so if you'd like to see either weather peens or <laughs> aircraft, whatever you're into, if you want to check out these weather fools, go to stormfrontfreaks.com and click on the show notes for episode 170. Okay, well, this is the next part of the show where we get to, the freaks get to share their favorite videos, their Freaks video faves. And these are like the cool videos that we see um, being in weather that we just want to share because they're so cool. And I think Phil has one, right? I do. And and uh, it's it seems like either we have this segment every time Michael Blinsky, Oblinsky, Obinsky comes out with a, mm -hmm. with a new video or he just has a new video right around the time that we do Freaks video faves. So I'm just going to line him up in the future as uh, we might even call this Michael Binsky's video freak faves, whatever, <laughs> something like that. But anyway, videos. so he, he just released his uh, new monsoon film uh, a week or two ago. And I, I'm going to butcher the name of this. Niltsa uh, is what he calls it. But uh, it's his monsoon film of 2021, I think. So this is 2021, I believe. Might be 2022. I'm going to quick look. Does it say? Eh, it doesn't say. But anyway, uh, I will play this. Oh, look at that. So, so if you know Mike, he does all these uh, time-lapse videos is what he just does an amazing job and, and does an wow. amazing job editing these. So cool. But it, it And he puts it to some really good music that, you know, you can sit down. And I think this is a good 12-minute video. 
of oh, just wow. unbelievable. Wow, look at that one. Incredible. That's amazing. That's and it. so we, we won't play all 12 minutes of it, but, you know, <laughs> it certainly gives you a good idea of, uh, you know, seeing seeing some of these monsoons that he catches. And, I mean, the downbursts, look at some of yeah. that stuff. Oh, oh and the lightning. Amazing. Oh, that's nice. You, you know, when you see the time game. lapse sped up like that, you just it, it just amazes you even more wow. what's going on. Woo. That's that awesome. is. Wow. Yeah. This so is we, we probably amazing. could sit here for 12 minutes. And yes. just I know. I'm looking at it. I'm getting kind <laughs> of like into Makes for it. a great audio podcast. Yeah. Great <laughs> radio. Right. <laughs> wow. But anyway, so uh, uh, just search, uh, jump on YouTube and really just search Mike Olbinski, O-L-B-I-N-S-K-I. Uh, because if you haven't seen his stuff, number one, you'll see all kinds it's of his gorgeous. stuff. But uh, this Niltsa, uh, N-I-L-T-S-A, is the name of this video, most recent one. Wow, Phil, so. that's a good one. Wow. Um, I have one, too. And this one is its a time lapse of the interaction of a hurricane with its eruptive plume um, that's hitting a temperature inversion at the top of the Saharan air layer. And when oh, it hits it, wow. it, it, it kind of like spans out across the sky and it emits pulses of different intensities yeah, in these waves. And oh, so this, this is, is a volcano? Really cool. This was a volcano. The, the ash plume's coming up. It's hitting that top. Um, That's cool. Inversion layer. And it's just, it's so cool. Just, it's like it's hitting a ceiling and it's mm -hmm. fanning out. It's like upside down, you're pouring water. Water, yeah. Yes. You're pouring yeah. water yes. into exactly. it. Exactly. Yep. And it's creating those waves, that fluid motion. Isn't wow. that beautiful? That so awesome. yeah, that that's one of the beautiful. coolest things I've ever seen. That's awesome. I, I love it. And I had saved this for this segment for a while. And I was just <laughs> like, oh my gosh. I just think it's so cool. Um, you know, especially when you're hitting that that layer. And, and when you get Saharan air layer stuff in there, it just seems like the reflective quality just seems so much better. And anyway, I just, I just loved it. So if you want to see it uh, again, it's uh, episode 170 show notes on stormfrontfreaks.com. I love it. Check it out. And I know Mike Oblinsky's one is beautiful. You can just sit there and watch it all day long. Send me a postcard. Drop me a line. <laughs> You've got mail, baby. Yeah. What do we got, MJ? Yeah. Well, we got a bunch here. Our uh, friend Jen Carfagno uh, tech, uh, tweeted in. Hey, Stormfront <laughs> something like Freaks. that. Yeah, something like that. Hey, Stormfront Freaks, I heard my liquid death shout out in the latest podcast, and <laughs> she got to hear another one tonight. Oh, I oh, she that. liked it too. Yes. Yeah, she brought yes, it. That brought was it. that was her oh, drink. Mm -hmm. Oh, all right. Yeah. Exactly. Knew I like Jen. Oh. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Kyle Lawler at Lawler underscore 77 says, after hearing about the Twister sequel coming, I had to throw on the Stormfront Freaks Twitter, Twitter, Twister movie commentary episode. Oh. Listen to while working some overtime tonight. Don't worry. I'm not playing along with the drinking game this time. <laughs> that's oh, great. that's the best part. Yeah, it, it, it is. <laughs> Weather bulls and drinking games. <laughs> I'm sure they'll get. I'm sure Kyle will get another chance. Nate, who's at Nate L A R three three zero nine two nine zero one. Make sure. You wow. That so you can uh, tweet back to Nate. Um, he says, "Hey, FTV Live. Any chance you got? You've got a columnist, Trollbot five thousand, yet to determine what McFeely was actually thinking." 
Now, I didn't check the, I don't know the context here, but, um, but obviously up for a columnist. So it must be a, yeah, it was, looking, some, it was some, yeah, columnist got trolled print, or something. And yeah, yeah, print version of the troll. You wanted to know if they, they had a troll bot. But, <laughs> but they which they don't it's unique no they don't it's unique yeah. yep which they say we've already got the weather troll bot 5000 by the stormfront freaks podcast so there you go <laughs> and then finally uh p lacola uh at p lacola uh says at stormfront freaks uh he references or he or she references i cyclone and at jim cantori so that's uh, josh morgerman uh, and Jim Cantori, this will be an incredible podcast. Great pairing for sure. Looking forward to it. They will be, Jim Cantori and Josh Morgerman will be on our number two uh, of the series. I believe the uh, Tropical Storm Training Series that will record on December 8th. So everybody's got time to uh, join through Patreon to uh, get access to that when we record on December 8th. Thank you, everybody, for checking in. That's our fan box. Awesome. So I think that just about does it uh, for this episode of Stormfront Freaks Podcast. So thanks for listening or watching. And before we announce the guest of our next show, if you like the show, don't forget to follow the show on your podcast player so you get notified and receive the latest episodes of our show delivered right to your library the moment they get released. Find all the podcast player options at stormfrontfreaks.com. And please help us out and send a friend your favorite episode. You can subscribe to our YouTube page and watch previous versions of our recordings of the Stormfront Freaks Raw, which is completely unedited. Hear all the great conversations during breaks, great questions from our VIPs for guests, and who knows what else gets beeped or edited out of our audio podcast. You can find the link at the stormfrontfreaks.com. You can also visit our website to find our Patreon link to check out all the ways we can do more together while supporting the show. Visit stormfrontfreaks.com. You can find the Patreon link to join the team, our raw broadcast. You can have access to lots of merch or even become one of our limited VIPs. That's going to allow you to join us in the studio with our guests for every show. Special thanks tonight to our guest, Roger Hill. Woo! That was fun. He was... He's got yeah, tons absolutely. of stories. That was oh good. Uh, and, and let's go around the Horn Freaks. How can people follow and find you and your content? Dina, I'll start with you. I'm LadyPilot70 on Twitter and Dina OSU on Instagram. Very cool. Jen? Uh, at JWatson underscore WX on Twitter and Jennifer Weather on Instagram and TikTok and also JenniferWeather.com. All right, Serena. Weather Serena, W-X-C-Y-R-E-N-A on Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, and Twitter. Woo. Good. MJ, what about you? At Mark Stormpod on Twitter. That's M-A-R-C Stormpod. All right. Woo. You can find me tweeting uh, on our Twitter account at Stormfront Freak. Okay, hey, so for our next episode, we're back recording live next week on November 17th with part one of our Tropical Storm training series. We're going to have top hurricane chasers and correspondents, Brett Adair and Mark Suddeth in the studio to discuss making preparations to chase a tropical storm. Patreon members can join our raw video recording live and the edited audio, edited audio podcast will be available to everyone else around the Thanksgiving holiday. Very good. All right, for Dina and Jen... Serena, MJ, and, and Angela's back in our green room. I'm going to go ahead and signal the all clear, and we will catch you guys next time. Good night. Good night.
Thank you for listening to the Stormfront Freaks podcast. Find our bi-weekly show on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, iHeartRadio, or your favorite podcast app. And watch our live and recorded shows on YouTube. For show notes, additional information about this episode, as well as past and upcoming shows, videos, photos, merchandise, and more, visit our website at stormfrontfreaks.com. While you are there, check out our live interactive Storm Chaser radar provided by our friends at zoomradar.com. If you would like to contact us with questions or make comments about the show, shoot us an email to questions at stormfrontfreaks.com or follow us on Twitter or Facebook. Search Stormfront Freaks. We'd love to hear from you. Join us next time and tell a friend about the Stormfront Freaks podcast.